Alright everybody, I'm here with another edition of BK Talks and this one's going to be a wrestling based episode. Um, first I gotta explain where I've been <laughs> for the past uh, few months. Um, well for the, the last time I recorded anything, I, th- I want to say it might have been early August or right before August, but I was gone from the United States, went out to visit some family in-laws down in Jamaica and uh, it was much needed R&R time as well so then near the entire month of August not here in the United States did not feel compelled to record anything enjoying family time Um, when I got back I did flirt with trying to record some stuff uh, in particular like my reaction to the Olympics uh, but I didn't really like the recordings or anything like that, so so I deaded the drafts on on those uh, topics and stuff like that. Uh, other wrestling related topics came up, like uh, Daniel Bryan's debut and Adam Cole, uh, the AEW diversity debate, which is something I kind of still want to do, but uh, really didn't have time to to you know really put my thoughts together and, and do it the right way. So I kind of scrapped that as well. Uh, so ever since coming back uh, from that R&R time, uh, I've just been making drafts and dumping them. Not really feeling comfortable with putting them out. Uh, now this one here, this particular wrestling-related topic, is going to be one that comes from a specific instance, but kind of branches out to a general thought or opinion that I have. So as this recording is being made, we are like three days from AEW's Full Gear pay-per-view. Full Gear 2021 is going to be headlined by Adam Page, Hangman, and the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Kenny Omega. It's a matchup that has a lot of anticipation, uh, but prior to this match, you know, happening, uh, you have some fans who have some controversial opinions about it, or more specifically, controversial opinions uh, about who should win the match, <laughs> and uh, kind of took up taking on a life of its own. So pretty pretty small percentage but somewhat noteworthy percentage of folks are out there suggesting that maybe hangman page should not win should not beat kenny omega at full gear and there was one person who suggested that maybe he should win and then lose it shortly after to mjf not in like some cash-in type of situation but i think they wanted the mjf to beat darby allen I don't know. I don't know what the rankings look like at this point, but I'm assuming he'd be pretty high up. He'd get the first title shot, and then he'd beat Hangman uh, during his first defense. And of course, that became controversial. A lot of fans, a lot of people, dumped on the guy. Uh, felt like they were trying to drive the guy off the internet. <laughs> uh, a lot of 
name calling, calling him an idiot, saying that he's been brainwashed by WWE booking, which is a, a concept that I understand why people say it, but at the same time, I think it it's kind of overused and used in situations where you don't necessarily know the fans' uh, background. Um, like, there's a decent percentage of wrestling fans who are like in their late 30s and into their 40s and 50s who remember a time before the uh, WWE was the primary game in town. So you can't really say that those guys are really brainwashed because they definitely remember a time before or they, they watch wrestling from a variety of different places. I mean, some of them go back to the territory era and even when uh, WWE became the juggernaut that it, that it is today many fans like myself who were like teenagers and uh, young adults in the late 90s and early 2000s also got into the tape trading <laughs> it's like so we, we, we were exposed to a bunch of different influences in pro wrestling uh, outside of the WWE, even when the U.S. market dried up in terms of the mainstream nationally televised content. So I think people who make that remark about fans are kind of overplaying their hand in some cases. Uh, But back to the original topic, some people uh, suggest that they're contrarians who are just zigging when conventional wisdom is uh, zagging. And like with every controversial take, I do feel like there are people out there who do take up the contrarian role just in general. But I feel like that's also probably assuming a lot about people. I don't necessarily think that those people are idiots, although the people who have that opinion can be idiots on other topics. <laughs> I don't think that having this particular opinion makes you an idiot either. I think that the third option is that a person legitimately feels like the character arc for Hangman doesn't necessarily require him to win at full gear. I know that most of us, myself included, want him to win at full gear. I have built up a very strong investment in the Hangman character. And this is saying a lot considering the fact that uh, when AEW started, I knew who Hangman was. I watched him primarily in Ring of Honor, but I had like next to no investment in in the character at all. Like, it was cool. He did the, the buckshot lariat and I really didn't care about him beyond that. But AEW did a really good job of building an investment in him to the point where when they lost the t- when him and Hang- him and Omega lost the tag team belts, I didn't want him to. <laughs> the big elimination match that the Dark Order and Hangman had against the Elite. I was heavily invested in that match like from the video package uh, to like the each fall like I was heavily invested in that match and you know so I've wanted Hangman uh, to get over the hump and and win it but 
even though I plant my flag on in that standpoint that with the current booking and everything that led to this point, uh, he probably should win. I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea if he loses. And that's not coming from some WWE swerve, the audience type stuff. Um, it comes from the realization that, you know, sometimes the story that I want to see may not necessarily be the story that the company is offering up. And that goes for any form of entertainment. Like if I watch a movie and a character I grow attached to dies, um, I mean, yeah, it hurts, but I don't automatically like revolt or rebel against the show. You know? But I think in, in terms of pro wrestling, I think so many of us have gone behind the curtain, so to speak, with the insider knowledge. Uh, we do a lot of fantasy booking, and I'll, I'll lay out a fantasy booking scenario myself uh, that I had right before the uh, elimination match. <laughs> Just to give you an example of a thought that I had that might might have even made people more upset if I had widely tried to publicize it. I think I might have laid out the scenario to like one person or maybe two people inside side conversations uh, but I felt like with the hangman storyline arc you could argue that for AEW it started with that uh, all out 2019 where he lost to Chris Jericho uh, in the in the championship match um, that was like the initial failure and I felt like the elimination match, I think that that preceded All Out 2020, no, sorry, All Out 2021 this year. I felt like you could have had Hangman win the elimination match, bring all that momentum with him, and, uh, you know, go on to lose to Omega at the All Out uh, 2021 main event. In the main event, that would have carried on with the prior failure, and it seems like the sub story with the hangman character is like this constant failure and the fear of failing and not being able to overcome the hurdles. And that might have been able to lead to another sub story where he has to fight his way back up. Meanwhile, hang uh, Omega, a guy that AEW, uh, AEW fans and New Japan Pro Wrestling fans maybe view in a certain light that more casual fans or uh, less uh, fans who aren't who aren't so uh, knowledgeable about Puro, uh, like the the basically contrasting views of Omega. I felt like you could have utilized that time to further the Kenny Omega lore. And have him have this insane title reign uh, that would have stemmed from, I think it was December 2nd, 2020, which was like the Winter is Coming episode of Dynamite. And have that championship reign continue beyond uh, all the way up to All Out 2022. So on one side you have Omega cementing his legacy as the top dog in AEW with the 
uh, historic. I mean, it's a short company. Uh, the company hasn't been around that long, but a, a lengthy historic title reign, getting big wins over people, uh, looking unbeatable. Uh, meanwhile, Hangman coming off the failure at All Out 2021 would have been, I guess, battling the self-doubt and then making that push all throughout that first, the first two quarters of 2022 to get himself back into contention to challenge Omega, who was looking like the most dominant force in pro wrestling. And then at All Out 2022, the scene of his initial failure uh, and according to my fantasy booking, it would have been the scene of his second failure. That would have been his second strike. And a big, big title matchup. And he would cash in on his, you know, make good on his third attempt uh, at All Out 2022. And that could have closed a, a three-year loop. And would have been like a nice long form or a long-term story to tell of a, of a man's perseverance and his ability to bounce back pardon me for the background noise this is Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn, New York so uh, even though I'm recording this at like 1.30 8 in the morning on my way home from work we got, we got, we got noise here but uh, yeah I felt like that, that was a possibility I didn't widely publicize it of course because I already know how we collectively tend to respond to things like that, you know. And I, I got to plant my flag again. Like, if I'm the booker, knowing what I know about the nature of fans, I go ahead and and and, and knowing what I know about the Hangman character, like, you, you have people really behind them. I definitely give them the title win this Saturday at full gear. So I'm not wavering from that standpoint uh, as it stands now. The booking and everything kind of leads us in that direction. And, you know, you, you're gonna, if you want to conclude the arc here and then begin some kind of redemption arc for Omega, I can see this being a fitting point to do it. I'm not objecting to it. But I, I, what I don't really like is the fact that when there's any kind of dissent on a minor topic in the grand scheme of things, such as a pro wrestling topic, that people go overboard in insulting people for their opinion. Like, <laughs> that guy was getting the heat like from every, every direction. Uh, but, uh, but I feel like all of that is a byproduct of us wanting to see the story that we would tell and not being as willing to absorb the story that's being told to us. And I don't know if I articulated that the best, but I hope people understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, and although I'm not like a member of the comic book fandom or comic book movie fandom, I think you, you probably have a little bit of an overlap in that mindset where people feel like maybe a comic book story or a movie story doesn't play out the way that they would have liked it to play out. Like, fans get 
too like i think i mentioned it earlier in this episode too about being behind the curtain i think we get too knowledgeable too we're so invested to the point where we feel like we could do it and we can do it better like tell the story better than the people who are tasked with telling that story and I don't think that changes anytime soon. I just kind of wish that we watched this thing as the consumer and gave stories a fair shot at, at taking place. Uh, that's it's one thing, I think, to have an opinion on a story once you've seen it play out for a good... And there's a play out thing. I know that's a controversial thing. <laughs> but uh, like, I don't think it should be... Like, let me go to a quick sidebar. So the whole let it play out thing has become somewhat of a running joke on the internet. And I think with good reason. Like, as an objective wrestling fan, with no dog in the fight, not pro AEW, not pro WWE, I, I watch content from wherever I can get it, man. But if you're honest with yourself, the WWE and pro wrestling in general has had a track record of having stories that either reach no real conclusion or reach these get stuff that gets dropped stuff that never really uh, you know concludes stuff that doesn't make sense so I can understand why people are so uh, reactionary when they see the first bump in the road for, for a story like we don't tend to give stuff a chance to play out because sometimes stuff never plays out the way that we want it to or the way that we feel makes the, the most sense. So not naive to the, to the game. I've been watching a long time, and I understand that. That said, if you are going to continue to partake in the entertainment form, this particular form of entertainment, then... You almost should try to immerse yourself in the world, in that story that they're trying to tell you. And then once things reach like the end of that loop, then you can look back and say, nah, uh, this didn't really hit for me. I would have done it this way. Uh, but I think the, the beginning of the story starts off one way that people don't like. It goes for a little while and they don't see any real improvement to their liking and they automatically rebel against it without seeing what's going to happen. And then, admittedly, I understand the reason why. Uh, but I think that does impact the way that we find enjoyment. And that's why, I, like, outside of the major companies, I kind of like to watch some of these smaller companies the ones that are like on fight tv some of them stream their shows on on uh youtube like as simple as ovw is like they have some basic story they have their flaws too they have their flaws too but some of the basic storylines you just you don't overthink them you let the, you you see where the characters go from one point to the next like there was a story between one of the, i mean most the vast majority of people who listen to this episode which I probably don't have that many listeners but people who listen to this uh, probably don't follow OVW they don't they won't know the name uh, they won't know the name uh, Omar Amir or Cashflow 
But I like how their storyline played out for the OVW Heavyweight Championship. I like the the way that the three-way storyline between uh, Jesse Goddard's Omar Amir and uh, Ryan Howe, the rock star, was was about to was moving uh, until Omar Amir got hurt. Um, they're, they're telling the story with their rush division between Gustavo and Star Rider, which is the rush division is kind of like for the smaller type wrestlers. Uh, loosely, it's like a cruiserweight division, and you know there are some blatant things that they do that you can question in that company obviously but for the some of the stories man i feel like they're pretty simple like championship wrestling from memphis again another company where people will hear certain names and not know who these guys are they have pretty simple pretty simple stories like there's one uh, where a guy was like the number one contender um but he got vaulted over by essentially the face of the company uh, for a title shot that guy ended up taking out the top heel, winning the world championship, and then the guy who got passed over, who has a legit gripe, which is, I guess, every good villain has a legit gripe, is now feuding with the the current champion uh, in the story. Like, simple stuff like that. But um, maybe if that story plays out elsewhere, like on a larger scheme, you'll probably question why the other guy got the shot before. Uh, you'll... you'll uh, you'll uh, question certain things instead of just observing, taking it in as it comes, and then when the story reaches reaches its zenith, then you can kind of look back and see, all right, maybe this didn't hit for me the way it, it might have. Uh, but all in all, I think fans, we we gotta when we watch what I try to do, turn off the brain. I mean, the analytical side is still there. Like I can watch a show. And while I'm watching it, turn the brain off, get the enjoyment. And when it's time to be analytical, I can definitely point out the flaws. And that's that's with every company. I, I know that there are sh- certain shows, certain matches that the vast majority of the IWC might like. And I can look back and say, eh, you, you, you kind of miss certain flaws with it. Uh, but that that's everyone's subjective taste, you know. Um, and there are certain things that the IWC might might hate. And then I'll go back and look at it and say, hey, it was pretty fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but basically, I, I think the best way to get through these shows is to try to get as close to that childhood fandom uh, as possible. Because that's probably probably the first and maybe even the last time that we genuinely bought in. Because we, when we were kids, I was like five years old. later stages of the 80s like 87 and i probably even watched it sooner than that but those like the earliest flashes of memory but we bought in because we didn't know any better about who was booking shows we didn't even really understand that that it wasn't real Uh, so we gotta try to recapture a little bit of that when we watch and just buy into the characters and uh, the way we would watch any regular TV drama or something like that. We know that someone wrote the story. Uh, we kind of need to, I think, to maximize the enjoyment, get back to that mindset. And uh, 
put away the fantasy booker cap uh, at the time, and I think that's why I, I'm, I'm I don't watch a lot of things live anyway because I'm at work <laughs> when these things happen, and I'm kind of happier for it in a way because I think if I did watch it live, then I'd be almost tempted to tweet along with the show. And then you kind of bombard it with all the uh, reactions from people, and uh, you know, I can I can watch things organically and naturally, and, and digest it for myself before interacting with others. Uh, of course, it's usually after the fact, like the dynamite episode. Uh, I'll have to catch that, the one that occurred earlier. Uh, I'll have to catch that at some point, maybe before work, but then it's tomorrow's a busy busy morning before work so i have to push that off to like friday morning um but all in all fans my fellow fans i think we need to try bring it back to the earliest stages of our fandom and i think we'll get more enjoyment that way